Lord, we thank you for this Monday. Thank you for this group of women. I thank you for every lady that is going to be joining in on this live broadcast. And I thank you for every lady that will watch it later. I yield myself to you, Lord, and I ask that you speak through me. I Here I am, all of me. Work through me, Lord. Speak through me to your ladies. I pray that you would open all of our hearts to receive your word. Whatever you want to say to us, let your word and your truth be imparted to us. Let there be motivation and inspiration that is a spread to every lady that watches this broadcast. And I ask, Lord, that you would um, draw ladies to this broadcast, whoever you're wanting to speak through or speak to through this broadcast. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Here we go. So I didn't put the title of this message on. I didn't. I didn't label this this live because I thought that um, it's kind of a play on words, and I thought, oh, ladies might not want to listen to it. So I, I refrained from putting the title. But this is the title of tonight's message. If you want to write it down, it's called "No Room for Me." No room for me. How many of you have ever had the enemy lie to you and and just tell you, well, there's no room for you in that group or there's no there's no room for you in in that ministry or there's no room for you in in what you're wanting to do. And we battle the lie of of it's, it's overcrowded. There's no room for me. That's not where I'm going with this. If if anything, I'm going to try. Excuse me, my son came in, so my dog is barking. Of course, I'm going to try to give you an anecdote to that lie because it is a lie. Number one, and it's a good tool that the enemy uses that causes people to back up. Uh, it's it's a tool that he uses uh, for intimidation, causes us to to withdraw, um, isolate, pull ourselves back when he sell, sells us the lie of there's no room for you. When in fact, the truth is there really is no room. There really is no room for me. And I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about, what I feel like the Lord has shown me. So... Of course, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we walked through a really tough time as a church family. We faced a tragedy. We, um, we, had, to, we had to say goodbye to someone that was a member of our church. And it, it just was really hard on our family, our church family. Very hard. Hey there, Andrea. Hello, Tammy. Hello, Teresa. It, it was really hard to, uh, to, to, to say goodbye. And so we, we walked closely with the wife and the seven children that lost their father. And it was just painful. And every day that I would wake up and need to go be at the hospital or wake up and need to go be with, um, with Mary, I, I knew I was not enough. I knew that, that I didn't have the words to say. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. I, I was not equipped. I, I had no idea. There was nowhere that I had learned or had been able to go to school to know how to handle something like this. So literally every day as I was driving to the hospital, it was full dependency on, on God to speak through me, to literally, if you've ever heard the old song that says, I can't even walk without you holding my hand, that's how it felt. Lord, I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say to Mary. I don't, how do we navigate through this 
it was literal minute by minute full dependency on on the Holy Spirit to lead me. And you heard a couple of the ladies um, last week say this. This is what the Lord spoke very clearly to me. He said, you are insufficient. Make sure you remember that. Make sure you remember that you are insufficient. And you might want to say, well, wow, that's a really harsh thing for you to feel like the Lord spoke to you. No. He said, make sure you remember that you're insufficient because when you remember that you're insufficient, then you're going to lean fully on me and you're going to open your heart and you're going to open your life as a vessel for me who is all sufficient to be able to work through you. And he, he told me that multiple times. Just remember, you're insufficient, but I'm all sufficient. You're insufficient, but I'm all sufficient. And so I would show up saying, God, I'm insufficient, but you are all sufficient. So I'm going to turn off my own understanding and I'm going to not lean into my own strength right now. I'm just going to show up and open my heart and lean into you. And I'm telling you what, driving to Tyler from Alto at 2.30 in the morning all by myself to go meet Brittany McIntyre and Mary. Normally, I would not have that strength on my own, but he met me. I was insufficient, but he was all sufficient. He carried me, not in my strength, in his strength. Having to face the tragedy, having to walk through the trauma, he carried us. We were, we were not enough. And the song that Elevation Worship sings that says, I'm not enough unless you come. Won't you meet me here again? Was the song that I kept singing over and over. And I, you know what? I didn't battle insecurity that week because it was already settled. I already knew I was not enough. That wasn't even a question anymore. The enemy couldn't even use that against me. Yeah, I'm not enough, but I've got to show up and I'm going to open my heart to the only one that is all sufficient. There was no passing the buck to another person because nobody was sufficient enough for what we were walking through. Nobody was sufficient enough except for God Almighty. So I, I want to tell you, um, I want to tell you what he added to me this last week. So we walked through that that week. And then last week we went, we were gone on vacation. So it was really hard to say goodbye to this family. I said, we've had this trip planned since, since March. I hate to leave you, Mary. It hurts my heart to leave you, but we're already booked. It's for my son's senior trip. So it was not something that we could cancel. And I just at that moment, again, had to realize I'm insufficient, but wait a minute. It's so good to know that it wasn't even me meeting any need this week. It was God Almighty. So all I had to do was just set up more insufficient vessels for the all-sufficient one to work through. And there was never a dropping the baton because literally... It was God Almighty doing the work the whole time. All he needed was just empty, insufficient vessels who knew they were insufficient to show up and let him work through. So we went on our trip and um, while we were away, it was just amazing at all of the people that 
God begin to work through all the people that just began to shine while we were gone, while we were out of the way. And the Lord added to the revelation that he gave me the week before. Just to recap the week before, he said, you are insufficient. Make sure you remember that. But I am all sufficient. So lean on me every step of the way. And I will never let my people down when they depend on me for the the sufficiency. Since I can't think of a, of a better word. So then last week, this kept playing in my mind. There's no room for me. There's no room for me. And that's not in a bad way like, oh, I don't fit in. Um, the field is too crowded. Um, every spot's already taken. It, it, it wasn't like that on there's no room for me. What the Lord was showing me is there's no room for me in, in every scenario for the kingdom of God. There's no room for me to show up full of me. There's no room for me to operate. There, but there is all the room, all the room in the world for me to show up empty and for God to work through me. So the, the, the title of this broadcast tonight, I ask that the Lord help me to say it clear and impart it to you, is I want you to get it in your mind. When the enemy tells you again, oh, there's just no room for you. You just don't fit into that group or... Um, you're just an outcast or, or you're, you're, you're on the outside looking in. You look at that devil and you tell him, you're right. There is no room for me. There's no room for me to show up with my own agenda. There's no room for me to show up with my ego. There's no room for me to show up with anything being about me. Because in this calculation of, of what is going on right now in this scenario, there's no room for me. But there is room for me to show up and let God operate and flow through me. So here's the scripture that I feel like the Lord gave me. Is it making sense? Am I able? I hope I'm able to impart it like the Lord showed it to me. This is not supposed to have a negative tone to it. It's supposed to have a very positive tone because... We are not enough, therefore we lean on Him, but yet He wants to use vessels, imperfect vessels, very imperfect, very insufficient vessels. He wants us to show up knowing we're imperfect, knowing we're human, knowing we're insufficient, and then He works through us supernaturally. And when it's all said and done, we're like, oh my God, that was all God. I was reading in the book of Psalms a couple of weeks ago and it clearly says, let God be magnified. How is he magnified? When I show up so incapable and something supernatural happens and is produced through me and I leave the scene saying, that was not me. That was not me. God, thank you. What you did was all you. And so last week he was just it was just going over and over and over and over and over in my mind. I was feeling so humbled at everything God was producing. And I, I wanted to come back from the trip and make sure that I didn't step into this, step back into ministry. Because we took, while we were gone, of course, the church was carrying on. I didn't want to step back into ministry with like my old self. He was clearly making it known to me, there's no room for me in this recipe. 
There is no room for me. I show up empty for him to flow through me. So there's a scripture here, Philippians chapter 2. If you want to write this down, this is a really good passage of scripture to memorize. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Read it again. Do nothing out of selfish ambition, excuse me, or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. So, what are the marching orders for this week? I want you to write on a piece of paper. Put it on your, I know I say this a lot, put it on your mirror. Um, a mirror is a good place because we start the morning usually looking at ourselves in the mirror. Put it on your windshield. Put it on your phone wallpaper. Whatever you have to do. There is no room for me in this scenario. There is no room for me. No room for me. Wherever you have to put it, however many times you have to put it, remind yourself every day in your marriage, there is no room. In my marriage, there is no room for me to show up. Let me tell you why I'm saying this. Each of us have a giver and a taker inside of us. We have a giver and a taker. And when our taker shows up and gets involved, there's trouble. So when I say there's no room for me, on the ministry field, in, the, in, in times of coming in contact with other people, um, when trying to help people in other needs, in, in what Paul is teaching us right now, just as we walk through life, we need to make sure that we remember when we're showing up in the lives of other people, we remind ourselves there is no room for me in this scenario. Because if I show up with my taker, I'm going to get offended. Or I'm going to offend. I'm going to either get hurt or I'm going to hurt if my taker shows up to this. When I show up to whatever, wherever I'm going, wherever I'm trying to minister, even right now in this broadcast. There is no room for me in this. If I show up right now with selfish ambition or vain conceit, I hit the finish button on this broadcast and you ladies are like, what in the world did she just say? Because let's get real. I have nothing that's even worth listening to. I have nothing that's worth, worth hearing. I shouldn't take up your time showing up with me being in charge, my ego being in charge, what makes me look good, what makes me feel good, what feeds my ego. Um, that's not going to help anybody. So, marching orders this week. Go ahead and just face the enemy head on. You're right. There is no room for me. And I'm not going to show up with my ego. I'm not going to show up with my desires. I'm not going to show up putting myself above others. There is no room for that. There's no room for me in the kingdom of God. That's why I have to crucify myself. That's why I have to crucify my flesh and recognize I am insufficient and I am incapable on my own. But when I empty out all of my vanity, all of my ego, all of my selfish ambition, all of my conceited 
um, all of my conceit. When I empty that out, then I can show up with my children, with my husband, in ministry, on the platform, mentoring somebody else, and I have something to offer because I'm not offering them my own desires, my own wants, my own wishes. God, I, I pray that you please help me to impart this in a way that, that, that is revelatory to us because so many times we show up on the scene. Let me give you a, let me give you an example. It would be like my husband's a fireman and he's at work today. It would be like there being a, a major car accident and somebody being pinned in a vehicle and bleeding and he shows up and he's worried about blood getting on him. Or somebody needs CPR and he's worried about how he looks giving CPR. Or he shows up on the scene and somebody is in the process of taking their last breath if he does not help them and he's worried about germs. That's him showing up on the scene. In that moment, there is no room for Jeremy Driver's ego or selfish ambition on that scene. It is all about somebody else. And in our lives, we, we walk past people every day. We come in contact pe with people every day that are dying inside. They are dying spiritually. They are on their way to hell or they are either living in hell. And we're worried about like, what, what's this going to benefit me? We've got to have a change of thinking. There's no room for me in this recipe of what God's doing. He just needs me to show up empty and get my stinking thinking out of the way and recognize that there's only room for him. I can't give advice and it be like what I want to say or what I want to hear or, or what I want to do. No, it has to be, okay, God, I put myself aside right now. It's not even what's going to make me comfortable. It's, there's no room for me in this. It's, God, what do you want? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? All right, so evaluate yourself this week. And I, I want you to ask yourself the question, like, how many times do you ask, do you run something through the filter of how's this going to feel to me or how's this going to make me look? Because I'll be honest with you, sometimes pastoring, the Lord says, say this, and it makes me look stupid to say it. Or the Lord says, say this, and I'm like, God, but what if they, what if they're not going to accept it? And he has to say, there's no room for you in this. Get yourself out of the way. Just do what I tell you to do right now. Back to the scripture. Do nothing, nothing, do nothing out of selfish ambition. Ask ourselves the question in my marriage, what am I doing out of selfish ambition? Or out of vain conceit in raising our kids? What am I doing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit? Do I put my kids out there? Do I put my kids out there um, in ways that are not even really good for them because it makes me look good because I'm living vicariously through them? Then that means I'm, um, I'm like raising my kids out of selfish ambition and somehow I got in the mix like, how is this going to benefit me? No. In parenting, it's selfless. They, those are God's kids. 
it's not even about me and how I look. It's God, what do you want for these kids? Don't raise your kids out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. That's what Paul is saying. Don't show up to the table tonight with your husband while you're eating dinner. Don't show up with selfish ambition or vain conceit. Don't minister out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Don't mentor someone out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Don't go to work tomorrow and show up on the job site with, with selfish ambition and vain conceit in operation in your life. There's no room for that. There's no room. I promise you. I promise you and I promise myself. I have heard from the word of God this, and we can bank on it. If we will show up knowing there is no room for me in this scenario, then the enemy can never, ever again use the lie against us that there is no room for us in this friend group, or there is no room for, for you in ministry, or there is no room for you on that platform, or there is no room for you in the office. He can never use that against you when you get it all out on the table and say, yeah, I know there is no room for me and I'm not showing up. I'm showing up a dead person, so to speak. I'm showing up crucified with Christ for I'm crucified with Christ and yet I live. So when I show up on the scene, my flesh, my selfish ambition, my, my conceitedness, my vanity is not showing up on the scene. I've been crucified. I'm only showing up as a vessel that Jesus Christ can work through. Let me go to verse four. Not looking to your own interests. Ah! Really? That's huge. He's speaking to the church. He's speaking to saved people. And why is he not speaking this to the world? Because saved people still have ego problems. We may not be cheating on our spouses. We may not be... Um, shooting up cocaine or snorting cocaine. I don't, I don't really know what you do with cocaine. We may not be involved in child sex trafficking. We may not be selling kids on the web, you know, all the terrible, 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 terrible things. But we sure show up on the scene all the time with our ego. And actually, we hurt people. We hurt people that God sent us to reach because on the scene we show up. With me. With me in charge. So Paul is saying, all you church people, do not look to your own interests, but look to the interests of others. Because it's not about you. It's not about me. And there's no room for me to show up with my stinking thinking and my ego. Hopefully it's clear. Does it make sense? All right. So, to all the cove ladies, to the ladies that I pastor, and if I don't pastor you, I'm speaking on behalf of your pastor. When you go back to church, I challenge you, walk through those doors recognizing there's no, there's no room for me. There's no room for me to draw attention to myself. There's no room for me to show up with what I want, what I need. Um, there's no room for me right now. I'm showing up recognizing I'm incapable and I'm insufficient and I'm empty and I'm leaning on Almighty God to work through me here in his house because it's all about him and it's all about his, the, his lost children. 
that he is trying to reach through me. Not for me, through me. It's not about a following. That would be about me. Okay, one more thing. So, we don't show up thinking it's about us because we have to remember we're insufficient and we're incapable. The Lord also told me like four weeks ago, he doesn't give anybody the package deal. Nobody is the package deal. You're not the package deal. I'm not the package deal. I don't hold every gift. I have weaknesses. You have weaknesses. He hasn't. Guess what? Quit. We got, we got to quit bashing each other about our weaknesses. I, I'll tell you, and, and, and the girls that I work with in the office can tell you really quick. I'm super weak. I'm unorganized. I forget. Um, I have certain strengths, but I have some really strong weaknesses. That's why I don't run the calendar. That's why I don't work in the office. I'm, I, 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 I'm not strong in that area, okay? Don't bash me for where I'm weak. I'm not the package deal. And all of you that, that think somebody else is the package deal, it's not fair to them. And if you are expecting your husband to be the package deal, you're not being fair to him. If you're expecting your mom to be the package deal, you're not being fair to her. If you're expecting your cub lady sisters or your pastor or your best friend to be the package deal, you're really hurting them. Nobody is the package deal. And no one person has it all. We all have been really greatly equipped with weaknesses on purpose. Only Jesus Christ is the package deal. He is the only package deal. So therefore, don't put anybody else as the only person in your life. They will let you down. The only one person in your life that can do everything is Jesus so if you've got me in your life, whew, make sure you add about 20 other ladies because it's going to take a whole lot of other ladies to give you everything you need in addition to me because I'm not enough. All right. So I want to thank everybody. Andrea, I'm going to thank you publicly. Thank you today for letting me send somebody your way Huge, that speaks huge about you. You are amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for letting Brittany McIntyre step in for me today. Your attitude, people need to, they need to mimic and imitate, follow you. You're a great role model. And you're going to, you're going to see God do a great thing through Brittany. And in fact, I venture to say that God set that up. He's going to do more through Brittany than he would have done through me because chances are I was going to be way insufficient anyway. So, if you are looking, um, ladies, for a certain friend to be what you need and they're not, just recognize that is because they are insufficient and God probably wants to work through somebody else to expand your circle. Yeah. So, if you call the office and you say, I need to make an appointment with, um, with Kayla, and they say, Kayla's not available, can we give you Sherry? Say yes, because that is probably exactly who I need for this time in my life. Nobody's the package deal. There's no room for me, ladies. Type that in the chat. No room for me. But I'm going to show up empty and crucified with Christ and watch God blow everybody's socks off with what he does through an incapable, insufficient vessel. I love y'all. 
take these marching orders, go to work. I don't know when I'll be back on fight time because we have an amazing group of ladies that are doing some, some really good speaking. So I'll see you when I see you again. Hey, be faithful to the Lord. Don't give up. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And don't show up with selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. And don't look to your own interests, but look to the interests of others. I'll see you later. Lord bless you. Bye-bye.